0: So many people get stuck in this exact decision. Should I create the entire course before I sell it, or can I sell it before it is all created? In this episode, I'm going to show you why creating the entire course before you sell it is not in the best interest for you or your students. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the She's Building a Dream podcast. I'm Kristen, and I am thrilled that you are here. I've been an online business owner for over seven years, but before that, I was a teacher with a master's degree for 10. Now I focus on helping online business owners like you learn how to create and design online courses that actually get their students' results, which in turn will showcase you as the expert you are, create a bigger impact, and increase your income. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and post it on Instagram while also tagging me at She's Building a Dream, so we can celebrate the work you are doing. Together, we are going to ignite your passion, create more income for your family, and make a bigger impact on the world. Let's transform your life and legacy starting right now. There are several reasons why I typically recommend not creating the entire course before you actually sell it. One of the things I want you to think about is thinking about back to schooling that you've maybe taken or some of the things that you've learned along the way. If you're anything like me, when I went to school to be a teacher, I honestly did not learn a lot in college. I hate saying that, but it's true. I really didn't learn a lot in college. I learned the most from actually being on the job. And why is that? It's because we learn best from doing. We learn best from actually doing the thing instead of learning about it. We learn best from doing. That action creates clarity. So we want to make sure that we are actually taking action and doing the thing because you will learn the most. So think about riding a bike. I always use this example, but it's just the simple, most relatable idea. When you learned how to ride a bike, did you learn best by someone telling you, put your hands on the handlebars, put your feet on the pedals, turn the pedals, balance the bike? Did you learn best by that, do you think? You probably might not even remember back when you learned how to ride a bike. Or did you learn best from actually getting on the bike and doing the pedaling? I would assume you learn the most from actually riding the bike. It's because you learn the best from doing. So the more you teach, the more you learn. That really is a huge deal for a lot of people. When we start to actually put information out there, when we orally say something or teach something, we learn more. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but sometimes I'll be on a training or a workshop and I'll be teaching and all of a sudden something comes out like, wow, that was a really good idea or that was a really good way to explain that. It's because I'm learning more from teaching. The more I teach my expertise to others, the more I learn. Studies prove that if you want to learn something, you have to actually do the thing. So all that to say, you learn best from doing. So the more you teach your content, the more you actually work with students, the more you will learn about your content. You are not an expert coming right out of the gate. You learn more from doing, getting feedback from others fielding questions from others, finding out where the hang-up is, finding out what's not working right or what doesn't land right or what they don't understand, what needs more instruction. You learn best from doing. Also, when you have live students that have paid you for your course, it gives you accountability. It stops the procrastination. People are waiting for what you promised them. They are waiting for what they paid you for. So that helps to stop the procrastination. You know, when we have the full day to do something, I don't know about you, but when I have a lot of time to do something, I get a lot less done than when I have a little bit of time. And it's because you are actually putting deadlines on yourself or putting deadlines on what you are trying to accomplish. The same thing goes when you're actually creating your course. It gives that accountability for you. It stops the procrastination. Your people are waiting for the next thing, or they are waiting for that course to be finished. Okay, hold on tight, because I'm going to give you some ideas on what to do to make this work correctly, to make this work the right way. But I just want to go through a little bit of this before we get there. So another reason why I do not recommend creating the entire course before you sell it is because every time you are going to drip out another module or lesson to your students, it's exciting. It's new and exciting. It keeps that anticipation for them, and it helps them to feel like, oh, I need to keep going because this next thing is coming out, or yes, I need to pay attention to that, right? So we want to make sure that we are keeping things new and exciting for the students by continuously giving them more information. So that helps when we drip out our course, that helps for them to anticipate the next thing coming up. Anticipation is awesome. So that helps your students. And the last reason why I don't recommend ever creating the entire course first is because your first draft is never your best. You will never create the best course in your first draft. This is one of the reasons why a lot of people that pay for video production and editing and all the things for their course are really disappointed with their course because they want to make something work just because they paid a lot of money or they went through all this effort to get their hair and their makeup done and had the right set for their video and all the things, but it's only their first draft. And when you record your first draft and make it super fancy like that, it's never your best. And it's really hard to recreate that energy, that look, that vibe the next time you go to edit your course. So make sure you're thinking about the fact that your first draft is never your best. It will not be your very best draft. I recommend launching your course several times before you change the course. But even I've heard of a lot of course creators about a year mark changing up their course. And I feel that with my own too. I feel that after a year in, I think, oh, this could be better. This could be stronger. I could add some more things into this. So think about the fact that this is your first draft. When you have a first draft with live students, with people inside giving you feedback, you will learn so much more, so much faster. So how do we go about doing this? What are the things we need to have in place to actually sell the course? Well, for one, you need a really good course outline. You need to have complete clarity on what is going to be in that course, I highly recommend grabbing our Magic Course Map product that will help you to map out your course. It's our most popular digital product that I've sold ever in my business, so I highly recommend you checking that out. We will link it up in the show notes, but you need a good course outline. You need to have that course outline nailed down so that you are not kind of spinning your wheels in the middle of it, especially when there's a high pressure for you to create the course. You need to have that course outline. You also need to have a schedule in place. You need to know exactly what is going to be done when. Give yourself a deadline as well as your audience. This helps your audience to anticipate the launch date. I don't know about you, but when I've seen something new is coming and you're so excited, I'm so curious, that curiosity brings so much more to me than actually saying, here it is. So tell your audience the launch date. When is this course going to be done? And then I want you to clearly communicate the expectations so your students know when to expect the course content. So once you've started to create the course, sell the course, and you've got live students in, clearly communicate when it's going to be done and when, when it's going to be done and what's going to be done when, so your students know when to expect the content. They will not be upset because they know when to expect it. If you are clearly communicating those expectations, you are leaving everything on the table. It will help a lot. I do not recommend selling your course and then having nothing in it. That's really hard for the person selling because it makes you hold back on the selling piece knowing that there's nothing created. And it also is hard for your audience to all of a sudden be so excited to jump into the content and there's nothing there. So make sure you have the welcome module and the onboarding information ready to go and have at least the first module if not the second module to give yourself some buffer time between actually putting that course out there and creating the entire thing. So clearly communicate the expectations so your students know when everything's going to be dripped out and you won't have any issues. Then, the last thing I recommend, when you are doing this your very first time, so when you are launching out when you are launching a course or or your very first course, the first time, tell your students that they are the beta students and they will get lifetime access. So our program currently is a 12-month program. So when somebody wants to come back in or stay in the program, they have to reignite their membership for the 12-month membership. But if this is your first time launching this course, they are your beta students. Give them the lifetime access and they will be so grateful to have that lifetime access with you. That way they get all the edits and all the new things about the course and they get to learn all the things in the future, all the updates, all the upgrades in the future.